In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We are brought to you by our good friends at Bryant and Smiley One, Northeast Ohio's premier service when you need heating or cooling work. And heating work is what we're all going to need across Northeast Ohio, I guess, according to the weather forecasters who have the greatest job on earth because when they're wrong, no one calls them out on it. So we'll see what happens during snowmageddon here in Northeast Ohio. You can't live without eyewitness action. What else? News, whatever, <laughs> to tell you what's going on. Don't step outside. Are you kidding? There's snow outside. I didn't even get my snow shovel. That's how much I give to you know what's about the fact. It, it's It's almost December. It snows here. Or at here. least it's supposed to snow here. You know what they should say? Don't drive like an ass. All right? That's all there well, is that, to it. I mean, they can say that when it's like sunny and 80. True story. Driving down right. I-90 today. I mean, just don't drive. And a it's dude in a Lexus yeah. had to have been doing 100 miles an hour, flying in between cars and trucks and going through all three lanes. I was waiting to see him just lose control. Like that, I mean, that's how people drive. Was the, the road speed, wet? No, dry as a bone. But like, people drive like the speed limit is a suggestion on any. Yeah. It it's terrifying out there sometimes. So like, stop driving like a bunch of knuckleheads. Like, I mean, yeah. I I'll be sitting on uh, one of the uh, the neighborhood streets here in the, the neighborhood at a red light, and some jerk, two cars behind, will come around in a no passing situation and go through the light. Like, and I'm just like, oh, I guess red lights are also now suggestions along with the speed limit. So please, like. Does that mean drive really, really fast? I don't know. Just if you're listening and watching this podcast or vlogcast or whatever uh, we call this thing, just be careful when you're out there driving and, you know. And this is a public public service message. Stop lights, speed limits. Those are not suggestions. Those are laws. So please, you know, follow them so that. Everyone can be safe on the roads. So you don't kill anybody. All right, let's let's uh, let's get into the Browns here. Injury news came out the day after the day after the Broncos lost the disaster in Denver. Uh, and I and just Bron- found out why there was 50-mile-an-hour winds coming out of the West on uh, Monday afternoon. That was the sigh of relief from Los Angeles. Ah, now I get it. All right, so Miles Garrett, uh, day-to-day. That is really good news. Yes, uh, he's day-to-day, but I'm just going to caution everyone. Uh, at one point, Deshaun Watson was day-to-day, and that was the longest day-to-day injury in the history of sports. So we take it with a grain of salt. But uh, Kevin Stefanski uh, answered in the affirmative when he was asked uh, that the, there was no structural damage uh, revealed in Miles Garrett's MRI, and he said, yes, that is correct. So good news there. Uh, as Stefanski put it, Miles is sore. And uh, the expectation is uh, similar to what Garrett told reporters in Denver Sunday night that he's going to play with this thing. He's going to play through it. So don't know how much practice he's going to be doing, but he's going to make himself available. Uh, The concerning thing for me, Andy, is the effectiveness. Uh, It's great. Okay, if he's available, that's one thing now. But can Miles Garrett be Miles Garrett with this injury? Um, Last year, I looked it up. He had like eight and a half sacks after uh, that car accident. Right. Um, playing through again. 
the left shoulder injury. And this is the left shoulder. It's the same one he banged up last year. So that's my chief concern. I don't know where you come out on that, but I guess, okay, great. But my number one question now becomes, if there's no structural damage, how effective is Miles Garrett going to be able to be playing through this injury? Well, let's just see how it plays out. I want to see what happens this week and, you know, how much he's able to be active or if he's favoring one side over another or if he's even able to get on the field. So I think it's just, you know what, it's even if he doesn't play, other teams now have to prepare for him to play because they'll never, they don't know until the last second if he's yeah. going to show up. So I guess, you know, in that world, as far as having strategy against your defense, other teams have to approach the Browns as, as if he is playing. I don't know how else they could look at it, but even if he isn't at hundred, because the word I was hearing out of the locker room yesterday, Daryl, he was done for the season. So I got to tell you, this was a real sigh of relief that there were guys in the locker room yesterday thinking that he was done for the season. Yeah. That thought that he was done. Um, yeah. Here's the other part of this too. He has now been passed. He's no longer the NFL sack leader. TJ mm -hmm. Watt uh, has taken over that uh, Mark. And he's been tied by Khalil Mack, the Chargers, who also has 13. So TJ's got 13 and a half. Khalil's got 13. Miles has 13. Uh, Josh Allen from Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, you get to see him in a few weeks. He's got uh, a dozen. And then Danielle Hunter from the Minnesota Vikings, who, as we record this on Monday evening, he will be playing on Monday Night Football. He'll have an opportunity uh, if he... Uh, has a uh, a pretty good night. He has a chance to either pass Miles or take over uh, the NFL league lead uh, as well. So there's the, that other component to this too. Uh, not that his personal stats matter, and you know uh, I still would like to see at some point him win Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, he's had an outstanding season to this point. Uh, he has had a an historic year, or I should say, an historic career, if you will. Sure. Uh, with what he's been able to do in his first 100 games. He's uh, certainly, in my view, headed to Canton, Ohio, uh, if he continues to play at this level. But, look, I just, I'm of the belief that if they don't have an effective Miles Garrett, considering, and we'll get into the quarterback situation here in a little bit, considering the condition of the Browns' offense right now with their quarterback situation and the hot garbage that they're stuck with right now, uh, they need Miles Garrett healthy. They need Miles Garrett to be productive because this defense is what's going to have to carry the day because Kevin Stefanski certainly isn't going to let the running backs do that. Uh, he's just going to, you know, sling it 50 times a game, which to me is pretty stupid, but that's just me. Um, and so I am, uh, yeah, uh, I, I am concerned about Garrett's effectiveness. He, let's be honest about it too, Andy. He got held like on every freaking play by the Broncos. I mean, he was getting, he was getting held and flags weren't coming out. I think he might be the most held player in the NFL. You agree? Or he's got like LeBron, like, you know, remember how LeBron would get hacked really hard and every once in a while you'd be like, man, is he acting? But then you go back and watch the replay of the game and you're like, wow, man, they really did hit him hard all game. They it's did hit him they, hard. It's, it's the same it's thing. It's like playground rules, right? No blood, yeah. no foul. Like, I, I feel like that's how they treat. Although Dorian Thompson Robinson felt, felt the blood yesterday. So. Yeah, he did. Uh, we'll this is an him. interesting point, and I want to get to the rest of the injuries here in a second. But And Jamal White brought this up yesterday. Like, the hit that hit Dorian Thompson-Robinson yesterday, like, if it's a quarterback, that's a 15-yard penalty every time. Yes. But you do realize that that same play happens to running backs pretty much every other play. 
Yeah. And they never call the helmet helmet on a running back. Well, they never the call leading with your helmet on a running running backs. Never get that kind of protection. Could you imagine what the phone calls to your show would have been like Monday? If no flag was thrown on that play and the oh. result was the result. Yeah. Right. Where he got, he left with a bloody mouth and <laughs> they had to, the they had to make such a kind of call there. They, they had to throw the flag in that situation. Yeah. And you, I mean, even they could argue that he tried to launch his body, even at the worst. Right. I mean, that's even worst case scenario. I tried to use his body as a weapon. He launched himself. Yeah. He lowered his head too. You know, yeah. I mean, look, there's some reason he's bleeding. I don't know, unless his tooth cut open his lip. I don't know how else he was bleeding. There had to have been some kind of contact to cut make a wound happen, right? Yeah. It's not that tough. All right. What other injuries are we looking at uh as far as updates? Uh X ray is negative for uh Amari Cooper, so that's good news. Woo, uh, that's a dodge bullet there. Like us all. Did you also, think that was a cheap JDA. shot? No, that wasn't the boy, a cheap the receivers shot. on the Browns did. He's. I, you saw I, Elijah I Moore. I mean, I mean, they were. I think Elijah Moore were, needs to worry about catching footballs. Yeah, they were barking it up a little bit after. That. I know he was, and again, I think Elijah Moore needs to worry about catching footballs right now. Um, okay, fair enough. But I, um, I, I, I didn't think it was a dirty play. It was a football play. Like Amari tried to make the catch, and he got hit while trying to make the catch. Yeah, that was. I, I didn't see it that way either. I, I, I was kind of similar to, to the look. I understand. I understand why Bronco fan was unhappy that flag got thrown on the DTR hit, but it had to be thrown. Yeah, there's no well. way. Could you imagine being the referees having yeah. to deal with the league office? The next day? How did you not even call a penalty on that? Well, right? and I think this is something we can get into is the lack of public accountability for the officials. Like we, we, we now have a public accountability report every week. Uh, from the NFL, they where they you know post all the fines from the the, the previous week, uh, Saturday afternoon. I think they need to start holding officials accountable publicly too. How though? What are you going to do? You're going to shame them? Is that what yeah. you do? Do what the NBA. I does. mean, they're already saying. But that, that two minute. Did you see that call in Houston? NBA? By the way, that sideline call, two feet down, ball in hand, and they ruled it incomplete. Even uh, like I can't believe it. With replay. I don't know. I I I I don't know if it was a replay, but I saw the still photos and they're like, yeah, this was an incomplete pass. Dude had two toes on the ground. The ball was in his hands as he, you know, reaching up for it. It was right Crazy. there in his hand. And they called it incomplete. Like uh the NFL's got an officiating problem. Like the officiating is pretty craptastic in the National Football League on a week to be basis. And this isn't just a this isn't just a, you know, the Cleveland Browns are being picked on type thing. Like, no, th this is a league wide problem where the, the officiating is not up to the standard that it needs to be, and especially now that the NFL uh, has embraced uh, the legalization of sports betting and you can't watch an NFL game now without being bombarded by the ads, right? Uh, uh, or athletes. lines or over-unders right. or all that stuff. Yeah, so so they're, I, I think that they're going to have to come up with some sort of uh, accountability system, but they had to throw that flag. Uh, with yeah, with, uh, with DTR, I think that they got it right and not throwing a flag on the Amari Cooper uh, hit. Um, I think that that was just football being football. That it, it's a violent game and stuff happens. And I, I didn't feel like there was a targeting thing there. I thought it was a defensive player trying to make a play uh, in a bang bang situation. Um, All right, Daryl, hang on a second. Let's come back. We'll talk more about the injuries here in a second. We're gonna take a quick timeout. We'll come right back. We're going to talk injuries, and we're also going to talk about play calling 
and what Kevin Stefanski had to say about his own play calling. That's all straight ahead right here on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We are brought to you by Smiley One. This is locally, of course. Brought to you by Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling systems. All right, so, Daryl, let's uh, continue on with the uh, injury report. We talked a little bit about um, what was going on with DTR. DTR, although we really didn't talk about DTR, now that I think about it. Uh, we talked yeah. about Miles Barrett, and we talked about uh, uh, Amari Cooper. Uh, what's yeah, up going on? DTR is in concussion protocol, and we'll see. Basically, now, the goal that's governed by the league, not- right, Daryl? That's huh? governed by the league at this point, right? Not yeah, they, the they, team. They, yeah. they got to go through this. The league's independent. Yeah, yeah. So he's in concussion protocol, and the Browns don't know who's playing quarterback for them Sunday. So another fantastic week for Kevin Stefanski to do. How like- did that go down in the press conference? Because I didn't hear it. what it. Uh, so I'm sure we said, "Who's your quarterback Sunday?" And he said, "Yeah, I I uh, tried to ask him and." <laughs> <laughs> we don't name starters on Monday. <laughs> so they'll oh, see how you're saying, So you're saying if, he, Miles, he if, if Miles Garrett's healthy, is there – so if somebody says to him, if Miles Garrett's healthy, can he start on Sunday? He'll be like, no, I, it's, it's Monday. I, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, he's, it is what it is. Anyway, um, so, yeah, he didn't even want to answer how he's going to divvy up reps if uh, DTR can't practice this week. Uh, didn't want to say if DTR needs to practice this week to start Sunday. Wouldn't say if he's ready to elevate Joe Flacco and he's ready to go. So, but I mean, look, it's it what has become unfortunately a weekly tradition with Kevin Stefanski as the head coach of this football team. Don't I mean the the quarterback injury situation is just it, it, it it's still there. Like, I mean, and I got news for you. Gonna be there next year too. And he's yeah. gonna be there the year after that too. Because I I am no longer sold on Deshaun Watson's durability, so they they better get a much better backup quarterback situation for 2024 than what they went into 2023 with. Um, but yeah, don't I mean? Who knows what they're going to do at this point? I just I will say this: I don't know how we can see PJ Walker. Like I, I just I don't know if I can do four quarters of that again. I, I think it's got to be Joe Flacco. If if it's not DTR, I think it has to be Joe Flacco, Andy. Right. All right. So, you know, in my dream world, Joe Flacco has like this amazing turnaround comeback story. I think Joe Flacco's got one good game in him. Like last one? year. Last year, he had one good game. Unfortunately, that good game was against the Browns. <laughs> yes. Right. But I, I think he's got one good game in him, and that's going to be it. Uh, why do you say that though? That's kind of a weird thing. Well, because I mean, he's been on a he was on the couch on November sixteenth till the phone rang, and that was the yeah. Problem. So what is the one good game? So and that by the way, that only gets yeah, you eight see. wins, and you're not going to the playoffs. Mm, let's see. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Do I go Rams? Wait, don't we have the Jets at the end of the year? Yeah, we got the Jets on there. Hey, got the Bears. Hey, we get to see the Bears on Monday night. Football. Uh, Bears. By the way, let me apologize to everyone in advance for having to watch that craptastic matchup. Uh, Vikings should totally mop the floor with them. Uh, let's see here. Hmm, hmm, hmm. How about the Bengals? Little, little Joe Flacco. The last week of the season? The Bengals. Oh, yeah. The game won't matter, though, if that's the only win exactly. he's got. That's my point. That's why you will have a great Darryl. game. I don't, I just, I don't know. 
in all seriousness, all sarcasm aside, I have no, I have no idea what to expect from Joe Flacco. None whatsoever. And I, and, no one and should. As, and and as a result of that, Andy, I have no expectation. Like I got, uh, you know, like I got. Someone asked me the, today, you know, what's Joe Flacco going to get? I'm like, I don't know. Guy was on a couch, November sixteenth. Phone rang. It was the Browns. They were like the first team. Hey, to call what's them. up? Uh, nothing. Where are you calling from? Where? Cleveland? Oh. Uh, what's going on in Cleveland? Is that you, Tolbert? Going to pull this? At least you can say you're from the Patriots. <laughs> Sorry. Little, little. I was really stretching for the Major League joke right there. Yeah, it didn't work too well. That's all right. Joe, Darryl, Joe, listen. Joe, Joe Flacco. If Flacco starts is... this week, what? I mean, seriously, what? Uh, uh, I, I don't understand. How are they going to make this decision? That's I don't my know. question. And but when are they going to make this decision? Because Joe if you're going to make the Jake decision. Taylor. Yeah. If Joe's going to play, you got to start him tomorrow, right? Or Wednesday when they come back yeah. from break. Yeah. I, right. Yeah. I, you got to give yeah. him the whole week. Yeah. Well, I, are they hoping that DTR is out of concussion protocol in two days? I, gotcha. So I that. asked Kevin Stefanski. I, try, I tried to trip him up because I knew he wasn't going to tell me who the starter was. Right. Right. So I, I tried to backdoor it and be like, well, but do you know, like, do you know what you're going to do or what you're facing this week? And that's what he gave. Well, we don't name starters on Monday. I'm like, darn it. He caught me because <laughs> uh, I was trying to backdoor that a little bit. That's you know, we do that uh, sometimes when we ask our questions that because we know if we ask it a certain way, what answer we're going to get. So the goal is, is to get him to reveal something that he doesn't want to reveal. Sometimes you got to backdoor it. So I tried to backdoor and say, well, do you actually know what you're going to do? Because at least then if he says, yeah, I know what I want to do or we're going to do or whatever, well, then that becomes a little bit of a thing, right? And that right. sets up a bunch of follow-up. Well, okay, well, then what are you going to do since you know? But he – I – I look. Did he say where he's starting? Like, is he saying, no. okay, look, if DTR is healthy – There's no baseline. There's no there, – yeah, there, there, there's, there's no baseline for the conversation, unfortunately, right now. Any other injury news? Uh, yeah. Uh, defensive tackle Jordan Elliott got an ankle injury, and like everybody else, day to day. And okay, Denzel Ward. So, yeah, that was the answer about that. Uh, still day to day. We're hoping that he's getting better. We're Can gonna rename that? this podcast. Day to day, a Browns podcast. No, it'll be. It's always day to day in Cleveland, and then they'll give it to like Buffalo. It's always day to day in Buffalo. It's always day to day in Pittsburgh. It's always day-to-day in San Diego. San Diego, it's always day-to-day. You stay classy. Yes, sir. I, I Come on, man. Just give us something. I just hope they don't go. To, I, I don't even care if he tells us or not. Whoever is a starting quarterback, please let them get their reps on Wednesday. And if DTR gets healthy by the end of the week, I just. If DTR gets healthy by the end of the week, then obviously you start him on Sunday, right? See, here's I, this, the other problem that they have. And I don't know what, why this has happened, but all of a sudden they're dropping footballs. Yeah, why is that happening? I don't know. It's ridiculous. Everybody. I don't footballs. know, Margo. <laughs> Please tell me you get that reference. Yeah, what movie was that? Um, oh, come on! Just We're, give it, me the movie. I, I saw season. the movie. It, it's a. It, it now's the time to watch it. Christmas <sighs> vacation. Yeah, but I'm trying to remember. The when neighbors. did he say that? Yeah, that. That's oh, Julie, Dr- Julie, yeah, uh, Dreyfus. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, 
is today. I love when the lights go on. Why is the floor wet? I don't know, Mark. You need to get out, man. You need to get out. I don't think I've seen that movie in like 20 years. Oh, it's I it's a tradition of mine. I watch it every year. I watch it every year. I love that movie. Um, Cousin Eddie. <laughs> Cousin Eddie is everything. It's a tenement on wheels. Mind if I clean out the urine here? What do you think? Oh, we'll just put it right in the sewer system. <laughs> Then Aunt Bethany lights the match at the end of the at the end of oh. the movie. <laughs> what is it? A squirrel in the house too? Uh, yep, yeah, had, had a squirrel. Uh, they fried Grandma's cat in that movie. <laughs> this is what our podcast has become. I know. Reciting one of the great papers. holiday movies, right up there with Home Alone and Elf. Is that her Christmas what is movie? Your, or no? What is your go-to holiday movie? Oh, it's uh, it's a Wonderful Life. I love watching that movie. Okay, I know it's not funny, but my uh, I I uh, big fan of Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah, the ori- the original. Um, uh, trying to think comedy wise, I guess it would have to be, it'd have to be Christmas Vacation, right? Is there a, is well, there a funnier Bad Santa? Yeah, Bad Santa's okay. Uh oh, Elf, Elf Home Alone, bad. Elf. Yeah, Elf is really good. Will Ferrell's fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, Home Alone one and two, both of them fantastic. I feel like we're forgetting something that's like for physical comedy. It's absolutely Home Alone one and two. I mean, come on, they it, Joe Pesci got hit in the face with a paint can. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you went on that. I'm trying to think of anything else that would be something funny. I'm sure Meredith is listening. She's like, I can't believe I forgot that movie. <laughs> um, <coughs> I'm trying to think of another one. I don't know. I'm just kind of let's see four Christmases, but that's not a fit. I'm in a no. physical comedy. Christmas Elf. with the cranks. Uh, that is a no. that is a drop in there by Meredith. Don't make me do this. I'm gonna have to do this. Yeah, uh, I, I I I love physical comedy, and yeah, the 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 two Home Alone movies. I don't think the physical, com- you know, Marv gets hit in the face with a brick in the second one from the third story. Oh, Trading Places. Trading Places is good. Yeah, Christmas Story, Grumpy Old Men. Yeah, what Little Planes. Tra- oh, Grumpy Old Men is fantastic. Oh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which Planes, was and automobiles. filmed in Hamden Township, right here in, on the east side of Cleveland. One scene. Do you know what scene it is? No. They're in the back of the truck. Oh. Um. Grumpy old men. I don't know. Do you think of that as a oh Scrooge? Yeah, yeah grumpy old men is definitely, definitely a, a, a holiday movie. The first uh, one, not the second one. Yeah, I'm trying. To, Elf is still like the, the biggest one for me. I liked Elf. All right, I think I've gone through. I Elf. mean, who doesn't want to put syrup on their spaghetti? That is true. Trading places. Do you consider that a Christmas That's, movie? Uh nah, nah. That's not a Christmas movie. I'm going through Muppet Christmas. That doesn't really. Yeah. Scrooge. Scrooge was good. Scrooge was good. Yeah. Yep. Bill Murray. Tyler Perry's A Medea Christmas. Yeah. Uh, That's a deep cut. Oh, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. That was probably pretty good. How the Grinch stole Christmas. Jim Carrey. Yeah, that yeah. I mean, but those are that's like a kind of a classic. I don't know. Spirited. I've never seen that. that's a Apple one. 
2022. I didn't say that one. All right, we're wasting a lot of time on this because there are very much more important things that we need to talk about, especially this. I will say that that conversation was a lot more fun than talking about all the Browns injuries. That's all right. Let's talk about the playoff. Oh, Christmas with the cranks. That's what Meredith said. Christmas with the cranks. All right. Let's come back. Welcome back to the podcast. I mentioned that like five minutes ago, dude. Yeah, I know. I was looking through some lists to try to find some stuff. All right. Let's come back. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, the playoffs and other things that are pertaining to the Browns. Uh, as we're all kind of just miserable. We didn't even talk about Ohio State yet. Should we do that? I don't no, know. Let's not. It's always it's always game day in Cleveland. It is the semi-rambling edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder, and I'm Andy Baskin. Do you have a read? I'm just going to – Yeah, got to remind folks that mobile sports betting is legal here in the state of Ohio. has been since January. BetQL wants to help you make the most informed bets possible. Get all of today's best bets by heading to BetQL.com or simply by downloading the BetQL app where you can claim your free three-day trial today. BetQL.com slash news slash 923thefan where you can get all your exclusive sportsbook offers. All right, since we went off the rails last uh, segment. I and you know what? Brought, I like, I like it. Let's go off the rails totally more It's totally worth going off the rails. Come on. Yeah. Um, we could talk about Christmas presents next, but we're, I don't want to do that next. Um, so what happened to the playoff scenario with the Browns? Steelers jumped up. Uh, yeah. Jumped Browns by one. Yeah, there there was a little uh, Why change. is that? You got to help me with that. Why Why are the Steelers in second? Yeah, tiebreaker. What is the tiebreaker, though? Um, I, think it, I think they might have a better conference record. Oh yeah, losing to the Broncos doesn't help. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, so here's here's how the playoff picture looks as we do this by, and it'll be unchanged because again, right. Monday Night Football is the Bears and the Vikings. So oh, uh, the Bears. AFC picture is uh, unaffected. But here it is. There was a pretty big shakeup this past weekend, at least as far as the order goes. Uh, Kansas City back on top at eight and three. Uh, Jacksonville is the number two seed right now. Miami, the Dolphins, leaders in the AFC East, they are number three, and the Ravens are the fourth seed, also at eight and three. These are, and this is all because tiebreaker stuff. Uh, the uh, the Squealers, after beating the Bungles, um, uh, they are seven and four now, and uh, have overtaken second place in the AFC North as well as the top wild card spot in the conference. The Browns slide from five to six. Yep, uh, and into third place. And we have a new seven seed. Drum roll, please. The Indianapolis Colts. How about them, Apples? The Colts are the seven seed. Houston gets bumped uh, after that loss to Jacksonville. They fall to six and five. Um, Denver uh, now in the hunt, though, uh, at six and five. Buffalo at six and six. And I'm going to cut it off there because if you're below 500, sorry, you are not in playoff contention in my view. That's that's my take, and I'm sticking to it. You, remember all those years where we'd be like, ah, the Browns, they're five and six. They're in it. And they're like the 12th seed in the AFC. Yeah. All right, so you know the New York Times does all their stuff, right? I'm kind of uh, – I used to be on 538. They quit doing it, so I'm done with that. Oh, As the, we, oh, we went the in, odds, the playoff it's, odds? Yeah, it's seven and three. It's seven and three. The Browns were like an 80-some percent chance. Right. When ESPN they lost. Had them at 87, too, I think. Yeah, now they're 66. Mm. Uh, they have a 1% chance of having a bye, being the best team. They have a 7% chance of hosting a wild card, a 58% chance of making the playoffs. And well, to host a wild card, they have to win the division. Right, so that's 7%. 
So yeah, so we got seven percent to chase down the Ravens, which, by the way, is not happening. So, so if you want to play this game, according to the New York Times, if they beat the Rams this week, they just have to beat them. Yeah, they move up to a seventy-nine percent chance um, and a twelve percent chance of hosting a wild card game. All right, let's play the uh, the schedule game here. You want to uh, give me another one? Hang on, I'll, I'll even add it down another one. I'll give you. Let's just—they're not beating the Jags, are they? Anybody believe they're beating the Jaguars? No. Okay, so if they did beat the Jaguars, that would move them up to 93%. Uh, if they lose to the Jaguars, they're kind of where they are right now. 72% chance. Bears is a win, you think? I'll play this yeah. game with you, Dylan. Yeah. I, uh, All right, so I let's think, just say yeah. they beat uh, they beat the Rams. Beat the Rams, and beat the Bears, beat the lose Bears. to Jacksonville. <coughs> 81%. At, uh, that would then put them at, what, 9-5, and five, right? Right, that's 81% chance. You want me to keep yep. going? At the Texans next, is that a win or a Oof. loss? Oh. I'm going to say that's a loss because that's CJ, a loss because the Texans CJ are Stroud well. is. Have you been watching CJ Stroud with the Texans? Yes, I've been watching. Holy smokes, that dude! I mean, uh, good job, Ryan Day. <coughs> like, I mean, I guess he just had to get out of Columbus. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. Stop. All right, 73 percent chance if they beat the Rams, beat the Bears. Lose to the Jags, lose to the Texans. Can we give them a win against the Jets? Uh, yes. By the way, that Jets game might be like a another Steelers game. It might be like nine to eight. Eighty-one percent chance. Seventy-six percent chance. And they're going to beat the Bengals at the end of the year. And by the way, that takes you to what seven, eight, nine. That's ten wins. Yeah, they're, they're, I I think they still get to eleven. All right, and give them a win against the Bengals then. Oh yeah. Oh, if the Bengals are cooked. They right. are so cooked. They are beyond lost without Joe Burrow, number one. Number two, their defense is not as good as the Browns. Like, so I feel like there are three teams that are like all pretty much the same, right? I feel like the Browns, the Jets, and the Bengals are pretty much the same. Uh, but the Browns have the edge over both because I think the Browns have the best defense when healthy. I think the Jets have the set have of the three teams has the second best defense when they're healthy, and then the the Bengals are third. But three good defenses, right? Right. Lost their starting quarterbacks for the year, and they're pretty much you know up the creek without a paddle uh, with right. their their backup situation. Obviously, I think the Browns have the most dire of the situations at quarterback because. Um, their backups are really bad, and Joe Flacco is probably going to have to start, and don't know what to expect from him. Uh, DTR, you know, he's banged up, so he. I'm I'm assuming that he isn't going to play against the Rams. I'm just making that assumption. All right, so I went through it, and uh, 99% chance if they win those games that we said they would. So losing to the Jaguars, losing to the Texans. Yeah, is a ninety nine percent chance. Um, obviously, if they win out, uh, they're in with a twenty eight percent chance of having a uh, of hosting a wild card and Magic or twenty. Yeah, twenty eight percent chance of a bye week, sixty two percent chance of hosting a wild card. So let's just and if they pull off one of these big upsets, let's just say they lose to the Jags down the road, they're still a ninety nine percent chance. So I'm just wondering how many games could they lose. Let's say the Texans and the Bengals. They have to go three and three, Andy. They have to, to get knocked out. No, they have to go three and three to make. Yeah, it. They, they. That's all. They, they. They just have to play five hundred football the rest of the way. I think ten and seven gets them in. That might yeah. get. That might get them the number seven 
wild card seed because of tiebreakers because they will i'm assuming that they're going to lose to jacksonville that's an afc another afc loss i think they're going to lose to houston that's another afc conference loss so if they get in it's probably going to be as the the number seven seed because of the you know that conference tiebreaker there they're going to have to beat the bengals the last game of the season i think yeah. to do that right so yeah. if they go three and three and the three wins are the rams bears and jets yeah 74% chance. I, I I don't know. I, there's a part of me that says, can see them losing this week. Well, too. Jets is AFC, though, so that helps them. Beating the Jets helps them. Correct. But uh, listen to this. They lose. If they only win two of their next six, they're out. They're out, they're out man. They're oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, 100. Nine and, nine and eight does not get you in the playoffs this year. No, this is ugly. That's 81% eight. chance of getting knocked out. Yeah. So, you know, it's but it comes down to the Rams and the Jags. Like, they, they've got to win. Right. They they really have to win one of the next two games here. Yeah, well, they got to go three and three down the stretch. They got six yeah. games on the schedule. They got to win three of them. And the three that I think they win are in the against inferior competition. I think they beat the Rams. They beat the Bears. They beat the Bengals. And we'll see you in week uh, 19. All right. Any final thoughts, my friend, as we kind of went through the playoff scenario there? Uh, I, 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 think, um, I think I'm good. I think I'm good, too. I think we're good. I think we've stretched out. We'll talk more holiday stuff, too, in the next edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. He's, excuse me, he's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. She's Meredith Kane. She did a great job of producing this, although I don't think she wants her name on this one, but that's all right. It's always <laughs> game day in Cleveland. Thanks for listening and watching. 